tuning in from the car? Stay connected to the Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download the Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. Engineer Sleep can solve your sleeping issues, solve your sleeping problems, get a better mattress, whether you prefer firm or soft. They've got you covered, the uh, the mattress toppers type stuff. The the ES Duo, this is high tech. This is something that's patent pending right now and uh, patent pending, and, and you're going to love that. Now, for our partnership with them for the last eight years, I've, I've, I've uh, told so many people about this. I keep getting folks that, that uh, say it, and, and uh, even guys here that work here, uh, that they love it, uh, the design, the technology part of it i've taken their ninety-five thousand square foot facility tour these folks are amazing go by and see this mattress showroom test it out in other words lay down on it take a nap that's easy shopping right there you're gonna love engineer sleep uh, a hundred night sleep trial engineer sleep and engineer sleep.com to our guest lines clemson baseball coach eric backage joins us good morning coach how you doing good morning mickey how you doing man i'm great all right in my business we sensationalize all the time, and I want to be careful not to. But last Tuesday, I'm at the game with my son, and the the grand slam by Jaron Purify was obviously the biggest play of the game. But there was a, a ball hit out the shortstop, and I had to call Bob Mahoney afterwards. I called William Quack, which I called Brian Hennessy afterwards to make sure. Did I see this thing right? Maybe the runner was slow out of the box. Maybe, um, maybe he's not a great runner. But I watched Purify on this pivot – uh, Chufo, I think it was at short, gets it to him, and it looked like stinking Robbie Alomar, man. Like the ball came out of his hand and it exploded. Did I see that right, Coach? Or have you seen that in practice? Or am I over? Am I, I'm going to sensationalize just how good that pivot looked. No, you saw that right, Mickey. All he right. is uh, Darren Purify is a, is a budding star for the Clemson Tiger program, and going to be exciting to see him run around Doug Kingsmore Stadium in the years to come. All right. Well, maybe Robbie Alomar might be a little, little sensational. But man, that thought it, it exploded, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! I hadn't seen that before in college baseball. So, look, good stuff there. Hey, speaking of that game, uh, going back to last Tuesday, Austin Gordon, two innings um, of, of hitless, scoreless. Uh, he goes again today. Um, what do you see from Austin and his his progress, and what do you expect to see out of him today? You know, I thought he did a nice job. He arm strength was coming back. He was he was throwing the ball hard. He was commanding his breaking ball and change up. Uh, so I expect a, a higher pitch count today, and um, eventually make his way back back to the weekend. But it's great to see him have a good start last Tuesday, and looking forward to another good start today. Any way at all, like could if, if uh, could you see him maybe Sunday in a relief for an inning or two? Is that is that on the table? Is that something talked about, or is that is that something not something you'll do because of his building his arm strength back up? Well, I, I would definitely not rule anything out. Okay. And, uh, yeah, for all right. sure. All right, uh, I I heard you talk about it. I watched your press conference on Friday night, and you said at the time you did not think you'd ever done it before. Eight new players in the lineup. Um, discuss that with us. Tell me what was the thought process. How'd that go over? Obviously, it went over well because you, you won the last two games. But um, the, go, go in your mind what was happening at that point in time and why that major change. Well, I mean, first off, I was 
you know, very hard on myself because I think in any coach, any sport, when the team comes out flat, you have to blame yourself for not having them ready to play. And we came out as flat as pancakes and just, um, you know, so first I was, you know, probably cursing myself. Um, and then it just got to a point where, you know, we didn't make the adjustment. You know, there's times where, you know, maybe come out a little flat or whatever and, and guys, you know, kick it into high gear and we just never really got there. So it got to a point, you know, past the midway point of the game where, you know, we had had a, a couple of dugout meetings and, you know, it just, it just didn't seem to be, nothing seemed to be working. So just kind of thought, you know what, screw it. Let's, uh, the game, I think they had already they just put up the eight spot. So it was like, you know, let's get these other guys in here and see if they, see if we can find a spark from somebody. And that was really it. Uh, but at the end of the day, that was, that's just something that you just can't, you know, it can't happen as a coach. You can't have team that comes out you know, not ready to play, and that's that's your fault as a coach. I don't know if we make too much in the media of of uh, I don't know looking guys' eyes, or I know you probably got some leading questions on that. But did you learn anything from those dugout meetings? Anything after the game? Anything pre-game batting practice or before the next game? Obviously, you won the last two games. Was there anything that you saw, or is it just you shake it off, you put it behind you, and you go play baseball the next two days? Yeah, I mean, I honestly think it was an aberration, and I don't, I don't really have a good reason as to why you know it's just one of those days where we just got behind and then got behind big and it's kind of one of those murphy's law kind of days where you know then and then you know everything just seemed to be exacerbated and every decision we made kind of you know didn't really work out so uh you know the the kids responded well because we have great kids and you know the, the, they we have great leaders and you know, it just, it just, unfortunately that, you know, that means we're not going to go undefeated this season. And, uh, you know, so, but they responded well, even though we didn't play that great the next day, we did come back three different times, have three different lead changes, have to flip the scoreboard and play from a deficit until we finally took the lead for good in the eighth. But that's just a testament to, you know, the toughness we've been seeing all along may not have saw it on Friday, but it was there on Saturday because we had to win ugly, and that good teams have to win ugly sometimes. And one of the things we always talk about, the stars of your team, and, and getting a lot of credit for that, but in that eighth inning, that bottom of the lineup, man, Hender Leiter's home, two home runs in that day, and then Crichton goes four for four. Um, you're, you're, just how big was that win and coming from behind that many times? And then after what happened Friday night, to give you a chance to win the series, um, Tristan Smith looked, looked I, th I thought, good. Well, I thought your bullpen looked fantastic. But just, just what did that win mean for you Saturday? Well, it just, it just means that, you know, no matter what, we're never out of the fight. And, he, you know, that, that was the, another game where we had played from a deficit up until the Sunday game. We had never taken a lead and, and extended a lead. We had always, in all the wins, always had to flip the scoreboard and play from a deficit, which is fine. That's good. It's just, But it just goes to show, like that Saturday game, you know, things weren't necessarily going great. And you have those hiccups at times in baseball. That's just the way our sport is. Uh, but for our guys to not have to learn a really tough lesson with a series loss and just, you know, really just have some gritty at-bats and have some guys step up that maybe, you know, normally had not been the guys in those roles 
you know, like a Jack Crichton or a Jacob Hinderleiter, like you mentioned, guys who weren't in the opening day starting lineup uh, to have big days for us like that, you know, points to the depth of the team, but also to the toughness of the team. Uh, nice to get out to a lead on Sunday. I know you like adversity, man, but it's nice to be able to breathe a little bit in those earlier innings. But but give me your thoughts. Uh, I thought Aiden was fantastic, really, for the second straight week. He had a you know a hiccup in there in, in his first start. But um, what do you think of Aiden in that second start? You know, 75 pitches, six innings. That's like 12 pitches an inning. So for him to be that efficient with a very you know good offensive club that really – was swinging the bat really well all weekend. Uh, I thought he was fantastic and just threw a ton of strikes and throwing his changeup and his breaking ball for strikes and landing everything and just out there with, you know, poise that looked mature beyond his years. Um, so, you know, he's out there for a reason as a true freshman and, you know, kind of showed everyone what we had been seeing, you know, especially in the preseason. He's just, He's got that combination of stuff plus command plus the maturity and poise that, you know, would would put him beyond his years. So he's going to have a big test this weekend, obviously, as, as we all will. But um, it was a great sign to see him have a, a quality start that, you know, to put up six scoreless innings. That's not easy to do against anyone. It's early in his career, and again, I don't want to make too much of it, but it's, in my opinion, and tell me if I'm wrong about this, to have three pitches, to have command of those three pitches and locate those three pitches as a true freshman, I don't, I don't, we don't see that very often. Why? Or am I right about that? Wrong about that? And and uh, and why is that so difficult for for freshmen coming to have the command of those three pitches like that? Yeah, they usually don't need the third pitch right. in high school because right. they can beat everyone with the fastball, and the changeup just does the high school hitters a favor by you know speeding up their barrel by giving them a lesser speed to hit. But he's his changeup is really good. He's he hides it well. He sells it well. It's the same arm speed as his fastball. It's deceptive, um, and he's you know he's just kind of all that's always been one of his best pitches. Uh, and so the fastball's got some life on it. It's especially at the top of the zone. And then, you know, he's got the breaking ball and the change that are going the other direction. And, you know, his pitches just play well off each other and he can locate them well. And, yeah, he's just, uh, yeah, you don't see that typically in a freshman to have three pitches. But, you know, when he's got, when any of our pitchers, any starting pitcher has that third pitch, it, it helps them to be able to get through that lineup a second or third time. Eric Back, it's our guest. Comes to baseball today. USC Upstate at four o'clock. That's Austin Gordon today, Coach. I've, I've known you uh, enough now for a year not to to pin down too much about um, about rotation wise. But is it fair to say Tristan and and, uh, and Aiden are, are part of that? Is there still some thoughts about uh, the weekend rotation coming up against South Carolina, the big rivalry series? Yeah, I don't think I don't see us, uh, you know, making any any big changes. Um, so, you know, just because a guy has a, not the greatest start that he's hoping for, we're, I don't think it's the time of the year to make those changes yet. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's it, it'll be everything that's happened in this early part of the season is, is you know, it's good. And it's a, it's a everything is a test and a, and a lead up to, as we keep progressing and you know, we got a big test today with USC Upstate. They're swinging the bat well. They're running the bases well. We're facing a really good pitcher uh, tonight. And then, obviously, everyone knows what we've got this weekend. But, yes, yeah, a big week for us. And, 
uh, certainly can't look ahead of USC Upstate as they have uh, they won this game at this time of the year last year, and uh, they're a very good club this year. They've won four in a row, and um, they can really they can really hit 15 home runs. They're 18 of 18 in stolen bases, and got a good pitching staff. So they you know they're always good, and they've got another good club this year. Well, hey, you beat the 27 Yankees last week. But I will tell you this. I sat there for nine. My son won't let me leave now, by the way. We stayed for all nine innings. That was the best Presbyterian team I've seen now. That that, that team's going to do some damage, and I think you're right about that. They've got some, some sparking lineup. I thought the uh, the reliever guy had his, had a little uh, different delivery in there. and uh, that, That's a good ball club you beat over there, and there's a bunch of those teams out there for sure. Hey, Coach, in, in um, the rivalry part of it for this week, I know we don't look too far ahead of this thing, but the rivalry part of it, uh, you got a taste of it last year. Um, is it what you thought it was, what you left here many years ago and, and, and still thought somewhere we are now? Both teams ranked in the top 20 coming in this past weekend. What, what's your thoughts on the rivalry after one one uh, go through with this thing? Yeah, I mean, it hit me in the face 22 years ago, um, you know, when it was at Sarge Fry and um, I don't think it was Doug Kingsmore Stadium back then. I think it was still Tiger Field. But, it, yeah, it was um, – I mean, it was – thought it back then. I thought it was the best – rivalry in all of college baseball and i've i've maintained that belief ever since uh you know you get a first-hand look at it you know as a first first-time coach as a 24 year old volunteer assistant and i mean it it was you know full tilt just electric and um you know never forget guys like michael johnson you know hitting home runs through the trees and Khalil Green and Jeff Baker just raising their game in that rivalry and just, you know, just the, that team in 02 and playing those rivalry games. And, you know, last year it didn't disappoint as well. Um, I mean, it is just it is just such an incredible uh, environment and it's so awesome to be a part of. I know it's a big reason why both players on both sides choose Clemson and South Carolina to be a part of this rivalry. It's such a big stage and the bright lights and the highest of stakes. And it's, you know, people are going to talk about it all year long. And that's just, that's awesome. And, you know, the way we go about it, I've said this before, but we respect this rivalry to the highest level. It's something that we respect all year long. This isn't like we just started looking at South Carolina or talking about South Carolina this week. It's been since, you know, first team meeting in August, and it's just been a, a daily, weekly part of our program. And um, so, you know, whatever happens this weekend, we will, uh, you know, have put the highest amount of energy and effort and attention and focus on respecting this rivalry for sure. Old Sarge Fry, we hit it over there. It was a, a putting green out there in right field. He hit it on the railroad tracks over there. A train would come through every once in a while. He's loved that, that uh, going to games down there for that. Hey, quickly, um, thoughts uh, or, or what can you say about Cam, about Gerald, about some injuries? Um, what, what can you tell us about that at this point? Yeah, I mean, you know, both are Gerald. Gerald is coming, coming back. You know, he obviously has the facial injury from you know getting hit by the pitch. Um, Cam is, you know, tweaked his shoulder, sliding into third, and hasn't returned back to defense yet, but still, still fine to hit. So, you know, still looking at that, and um, you know, hoping he'll he'll be able to get back out there. Um, you know, so still still taking a look at everything, but you know, Cam's such a such a uh, 
a spark plug, a, you know, nuclear ball of, of energy as, as the table setter for us. So um, having him in the lineup still is, is huge. And then getting Gerald back, uh, he should be back. We thought the timetable was going to be extended. Wouldn't get him back for a while, but it, it looks like, you know, he's going to be back um, really within, you know, couple weeks which is huge um we thought we thought it'd be a long a little bit longer than that so that's great news um you know you don't want to see any any guys go down or you know don't miss any time but it's just part of part of sports and so when you when you when they can still contribute and when they are do have to go out but can get back relatively quickly that's that's all a positive and it, it creates opportunities for other guys too as quiet as I've seen Doug Kingsmore, both those guys down after those uh, on, on Tuesday. Hey, 4 o'clock today, USC Upstate coming back home Sunday uh, against South Carolina, a, a 2 o'clock first pitch there. I know huge crowds at both. Coach, can't thank you enough. Let, let's talk next week. We'll talk a little uh, – got Kansas State next week, that USC Greensboro. So, can't wait. Great luck to you, and we'll visit with you next Tuesday. Awesome. Thank you, Mickey. Appreciate thank you, it. Thank you, Coach. I always enjoy that, Eric, back at short break. Dr. Milt Louder joins us right after this. I feel good. Dad, are you singing to your cereal? Yes, I am. Like I knew that I would. No, a dance too? Come on, Ava. Silk almond milk. Starts the morning on a high note. Yow! Songs, dances, and dad jokes. So good. So good. I got you. Silk almond milk. With calcium, vitamins A, D, and E. Feel plenty good. Criminal charges are serious with life-changing consequences for you and your family. Let us help you navigate this process. Let us be your advocate at Ryan Beasley Law. I'm Ryan Beasley. Our law firm works in courtrooms across the state at all levels, municipal, state, and federal. We also work with students who face conduct issues at their colleges and universities. We work with our clients throughout this process from pre-arrest investigations to intervention programs as well as criminal trials. With over 20 years assisting clients, our firm has grown to include former state and federal prosecutors. Let us put this experience to work for you. If you are facing an investigation or criminal prosecution, please do not hesitate to contact us. Let us seek the best resolution for you. I'm Ryan Beasley, and I look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Ryan Beasley Law. Find them online at ryanbeasleylaw.com or call 864-679-7777. Ryan Beasley Law. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment is your premier independent local construction equipment rental and sales source. With three locations in the upstate and one in North Georgia, our Takeuchi lineup of track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders, and full line of attachments are ready to make your jobs easy. So don't settle for less. Choose the best with Bennett and Takeuchi. Proudly supplying equipment in our region for 24 years. When you need equipment in the upstate or north Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett. Spring is knocking on our door, so get into a Landscaper Supply location for your home needs on the lawn, on the patio, and around your home. It's where pros and homeowners shop for the best brands, the best solutions, and the best service. Buy a gas grill and get free gas for a year. Have premium quality mulch, soil, stone, or sand delivered right to your home with their Mulch Made Easy Scoop It There It Is program. Seven locations in the upstate, a better experience for homeowners and pros alike. Landscaper Supply. New year, new you. You've been thinking about it, I know, because I was there too. I thought about it for years, and then I did it, and within a few weeks, 
dropped some big pounds, and I never looked back. Any time to start is a good time, but now is a great time to start something good and new. With the holidays in the rearview mirror at the start of 2024, there's no better time than now, and only you can do it. Reach out to our friends, Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team at PhD Weight Loss. It all starts in the kitchen, and they'll get you dropping all your excess weight and keep it off for life. MyPhDWeightLoss.com Tired of going out to eat and paying $10 to $20 for a meal, let alone breakfast? If for some reason you haven't heard the news yet, our good friends at Wendy's have the best valued breakfast around. Their two for $3 Biggie Bundle includes two of either sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, or medium hot coffee. Two items, $3, great food, greater value. Check out our Wendy's breakfast if you haven't already. Your bank account will thank you later. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boyer. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. Is switching your wireless service to Total by Verizon easy? Totalmente. And you get unlimited 5G data, $25 a line for four lines on the unlimited plan, at an amazing price, with no contracts. Should you switch to Total by Verizon? Definitely. Uh, I mean, Totalmente. find a store or switch suavemente at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Man, you won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that The Roar is the best sports talk station in the Upstate. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. You know that every two seconds someone in the United States needs a blood transfusion. The folks at in, in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia count on the blood connection. Matter of fact, the exclusive provider for all hospitals in the upstate of South Carolina is the blood connection. It is a nonprofit right here in the upstate of South Carolina, founded in 1962 here in Greenville. Uh, the blood connection provides a thousand units a day of stable blood to local hospitals. And it's important to remember how important it is for you to give. 62% of the population can give, only 3% do. Blood transfusions are needed by trauma patients and routine procedures and maternity patients and pediatrics and patients with blood disorders and, and cancer patients. Look, if pediatrics need it and, and cancer needs it, then sign me up, man. Uh, that's why I've given blood before and I'll do it again. It's bloodconnection.org, bloodconnection.org. Uh, get in touch with those good folks. The... Um, moment with milk segment brought to you by our great friends amplos.com and I love the the the, uh, uh, the website love the um, Red Martin uh, podcast you had last week Dr. Milt Louder how you doing buddy oh great start to the day Mickey hope you guys are having a good one as well we are do I hear birds in the background are you at Mill Pine today 
I am not. I'm in my backyard. But, oh. it, yes, it's a it's a beautiful morning. Well, we'll be out at Millpine later. Kind of got our second 10 for 12 class of the year uh, meeting today. I like it, man. I like it for sure. Um, so I want to talk to you. We had this this guy, Jake Knapp, went on the PGA Tour. He's a rookie. I think it's the third rookie winning on tour this year, including one amateur that won on tour this year. Um, after watching – uh, I watched Cam Canarello as a freshman last year come right in, and, and, and Coach Backus talked about his slow heartbeat and how everything slowed down for him. I watched uh, Ethan Petrie at South Carolina last year in baseball just burn it up. Watched Peter Woods come in and, and just, just make this instant impact. Um, it's the elite bodies, but the elite minds as well. How are we seeing these young, early impact uh, guys that not, aren't scared of the moment coming in and, and winning as rookies and doing great things in their very freshman year? Yeah, that's a great question, Mickey. I think I think what we see now, I think uh, it's a game of the sports has become so much more advanced uh, than when you and I grew up playing. That um, there's such much much more of an investment uh, in sports, um, and these young athletes are doing so much to prepare their bodies to understand the game, to get better technically and tactically, but they also are understanding and working on their mental game. And they get a bunch of reps as well. And so some of these players you're talking about have had high-level experiences, you know, have competed at the highest level. And so one of the ways we build self-efficacy is mastery experiences. And so the people you just have described, I don't know all of them, but in their life they have had mastery experiences, which reinforces the concept, hey, I have what it takes. And so kind of – just getting to the next stage, to the next level, look at look at that strength that comes from within. You aren't focused on the magnitude of the moment. You aren't focused on the competition. You don't know you're not supposed to be doing this um, because it's what you've always done. And you're doing it at uh, obviously throughout each step too. Because I'm Jim Davis told me this one time. Um, the the um, guy who I'm sure doesn't doesn't have a a sports psychology degree or a psychology degree, but being a coach, he was a great psychologist. And he and he, uh, he asked me one time, he goes, what comes first, confidence or success? And I went, well, success builds confidence. He goes, no, 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 no. You, you got to be confident to do it, and, and, and you, you got you to do it uh, to build that confidence up. And he goes, I was like, well, how do you do it, coach? And he goes, you got to do it in practice first, man. You got to have that ability to yep. know through yep. that repetition you just talked about. Like, it has to be done. You can't just get lucky and be good and all of a sudden then success. So, obviously um, – Success comes before confidence. Is that obvious or not? I thought you just said confidence I mean, comes before success. Co- well, well, my thing is that, that you you got to be able to do it on the practice field. You got to be able to prove yeah, it to oh, yeah. you got to yeah, be able to prove but, it to yourself but, first. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. You got to prove it to yourself, but you also we need other people. Like greatness cannot occur in isolation, Mickey. Right. You got to have other people in your life along the way. Right. Parents, coaches. You know, uh, Red's story, if you listen to that podcast, he finally found somebody that didn't give up on him. And so we all need somebody to believe we have what it takes. And so reinforcing that message, and then you have to be able to do it, and I agree with Coach Davis, on the practice field. You have to see that what you believe you have actually started to put into practice. And so it then just reinforces this constant mindset. And most of us don't think that way. We've talked a lot on this show about how 70% of our thoughts tend to be automatic and negative, that our brains are created to protect us from threat. Yeah. And so the threat of making a mistake, the threat of not living up to our dreams, the threat and burden of expectations, the threat of, of um, failing 
Like that fear overrides our ability to be free, to play free, to play confident. I got to ask you about playing scared in a second, but I want to go back to this on that other point. When Tommy West was here, he had Billy Lucky as a quarterback, and uh, he was asked all the time on his coach's show about, hey, how come you don't put Billy Lucky in at quarterback? He was an All-American in high school. He's got this rocket arm, and, man, he did have an arm. And and the warm-ups, you look at it, and and he goes, well, (laughs) he he didn't practice that well. And so I remember one of the questions we're we're at at an IPTE event one time, and a guy said, what if he's just a, a, a gamer, like he's not a good practice player? And Tommy West said, in my 25 years of coaching and the hundreds or thousands of athletes that I've seen, I've never had someone that didn't practice well but then played well. Like There is no such thing as just a gamer. You have to practice well. And I'll ask you, if you do you know any – There might God might have made a few of them, but do you know any gamers? Alan Iverson didn't talk about you know practice, that, I guess. But, I mean, I think you got to <laughs> practice well first. There are some special, special athletes that and, – and they're very rare – who I have seen over the years have not developed the type of discipline that I believe is necessary in practice. And they can go out and have great moments, and they can go out and have great games, but very few of them have great careers. And so I have seen those rise up. And when I first started working with our football team, I'd go to practice and I'd go to warm-ups and I'd try to predict who I thought was going to have a good week. And I was so far off, it discouraged me so much around my analytical and psychological skills that I quit doing it and so I I agree with coach West one of the proverbs we talk a lot in in our sports psychology is the way you do anything is the way you do everything and so training your mind in practice training your body in practice that this is how I play this is like me uh, I think that's what coach West was talking about and that's the 99.9 percent of people who perform well they have trained their mind and their body for action through preparation and through discipline and through practice. Well, to take a step farther, and, and he didn't put it in those terms because I didn't know what sports psychology was in, in 1995 or <laughs> six or seven, but one of the things he talked about was that surprisingly, not surprisingly, surprised he goes, these true freshmen, he goes, we, 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 we're, you know, we want to play true freshmen rather than redshirt them. He says because they do better when they, they do better in school when they're playing rather than redshirting. And they, they did studies on it, and, and I didn't understand that. He goes, and basically he talked about that, like, um, because, like you said, what you do, how you do, something's how you do everything. And so the guys that were mature enough to be, play as true freshmen were mature enough to handle the academic part of it and the weightlifting part of it and the nutrition part of it and the team meetings on time and all that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. One, you know, you, you know, the maturity has to match the talent, Mickey, for, for great performances, I believe. Like I said, you you can sneak up and have a great day, but but a great careers and and great success, I believe the maturity has to match the talent. That's why you see people bloom in their own time. So you see some freshmen come in and they're ready to play and they have all the physical skills, but they also have the maturity and the mindset. You see other players that they need a development. They need to get in the weight room. They need to get their minds right. They need to get the discipline. They need to have accountability in their life. So now their habits and talent. Um, is consistent with maturity, and then you see them rise up and perform. And we have countless examples of that you know, throughout sports and throughout life. All right, final one. I was having a conversation with a coach last week about a, a, a student athlete and a half. Uh, they were basically saying about one for sure and kind of another athlete. And he talked about how playing scared and how uh, you just got to cut it loose, man. You can't worry about it. And I, I didn't do it. 
because I didn't have enough time, but I wanted to get into, man, you got the light inside of you shining brighter than light that's on you. I said, man, Milt Ladder would do great with this one, but um, what would you say to someone who might be diagnosed as playing scared? Mickey, I think that's the most of people. Right. You know, again, our brain, our brain is created to protect us, and so we don't want to make a mistake, and there's a fine line between playing to win and playing not to lose. And too many times our language, our coaching – our thoughts is focused on what we don't want to do and how we don't want to play. And so we're constantly reinforcing a negative image and a negative mindset. Hey, don't make a mistake. Don't screw up. Why do you do that? Why can't you do this? We're, we're constantly being coached and we're constantly being criticized in our own mind by telling us what we don't want to do and who we don't want to be. And so breaking free of that means creating a picture in your mind of who you want to be, how you want to play how you want to live and let your mind develop that picture from position of strength, not a position of weakness. Uh, don't uh, say, don't hit it in a bunker. Don't hit it out of bounds over there on the right. Pick out a specific yeah. target rather than what not try not to not do something. Yeah. Your, your brain will develop the most dominant picture you paint with which you attach the most emotion. So when I tell myself what I don't want to do, I'm, I'm evoking the strongest emotion we experience as human beings, which is fear. And so I'm, I'm, I'm consciously and subconsciously reinforcing what I don't want to do. So why would you ever tell yourself what you don't want to do? But think about our thoughts. I mean, most of our thoughts tend to be, and then we add pressure. Yeah. I need to, I have to, I should. Quickly becomes I can't. Yeah. And then we have people will just play free. We'll just do this or just do that. And, and like, yeah, it sounds easy. It sounds easy, but it's that's that's what playing free is all about. That's why we talk about focus, relax, engage, enjoy. How do we learn these skills so we can be fully present in the moment and we can be really proud of how we compete? And I think that's what I try to reinforce to the people that I work with. It's what I try to reinforce to my family. It's what I want in my life. I want to be proud of how I competed. I want to be proud of how I showed up. You know, go back to that great quote by Grantland Rice, uh, for when the one great scorer comes to mark against your name, he marks not whether you won or lost, but how you played the game. And so can you do that? Can you keep that mentality in a performance-based world where they keep score? It's tough. That's, that's, the, that's yeah. it. It's really challenging. Next week, I'm going to write it down. Next week, can we do notes to co youth coaches and parents for to talk about how to handle that? Yes. Right. Yes. Remind me of that. That'll be, I, I can, I can uh, be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> You're prepared all the time. Uh, not playing scared. And he, and he, I, I just thought about it. on Sunday, I watched this guy nap, this Jake nap, this rookie, like, and he didn't have his best stuff, but he won by two shots. And I'm like, man, this is the third rookie in eight weeks on the PGA tour. Like, what are we doing? And then Crazy. I watch these, these young superstars making these early impacts. I'm like, man, they've got the maturity level. No doubt about that. Hey, tell me about Amplos. And, and about, there's another yeah, thing. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Like they aren't, they don't know they're not supposed to. Well, my, uh, you know, Mickelson said this: to be great at golf, you've got to be really, really smart yeah. or really, really dumb. <laughs> and we see some yeah. examples of some really dumb guys. <laughs> you know, I was walking with Stan Hutley one time at, at the Masters, and, and I introduced myself. We walked for a few holes, and and he talked about how man, you'd be shocked at how how these guys don't know anything about technique. They don't know anything, about, but they don't clutter their mind with any of that. Like they're just dumb, but they just go do it. Yeah. yeah. You got to play to your strength. You got to drive your car. You got to, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's part of it. <laughs> Even if it's the dumb car, 
Even if your strength is your dumbness. Yeah, you got to drive it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to drive, drive the car that's built for you. You can't drive another man's car, as Jimmy Johnson said. I like it, buddy. I like it. All right, tell me about Amplis, 10 for 12, Millpine. What else going on? I just, just, you know, hopefully more of the same. Like, I think, Mickey, we continue to get better at what we do. We're getting better at teaching. Uh, we're getting better at connecting with others, and whether that's at Millpine, which we hope continues to grow, um, or or kind of when we meet with companies or one-on-ones. We're just trying to find a way to impact others, to inspire others, to teach others, and, and encourage them to be better and pursue better. And so uh, we appreciate that. Got great response and feedback from the uh, podcast with Red. And so, you know, his prayer was that was going to help one person. And so that's all we're trying to do is how can we impact and help and inspire others. 9844 says, Dr. Lauder's segment is a must-listen each week. Love it. I love it as well. I can't wait. And let's talk about messages to youth coaches and parents about um, about how we teach our young people and how we coach our young people now. Looking forward to it, buddy. That'll be great. All right, Thanks, buddy. Mickey. Thank you, Milt. Dr. Milt Lauder, a moment with MiltAmplos.com. Short break. Much more for this. This week, it's an in-state showdown as the Clemson Tigers go head-to-head with the USC Upstate Spartans. It's a game that's sure to bring electricity and excitement, and you won't want to miss a single moment of the action from Doug Kingsmore Stadium. The Tigers are on the prowl, so make sure you tune in Tuesday at 3.30 to catch all the play-by-play coverage right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First Class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory-trained technicians, OEM parts, and top-of-the-line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. You maintain your car, your health, you go to the dentist every six months for cleaning? Why aren't you doing the same for the HVAC unit that keeps your house and your family members happy? BCD Services has the perfect maintenance plan that keeps your HVAC system running cold in the summer and hot in the winter in the most efficient and cost-effective way. Sign up today to become a BCD Services Comfort Club member. Starting at about 15 bucks a month, the Comfort Club keeps your unit clean and helps avoid costly issues in the future. Learn more today at bcdservices.net. Coach Dabo Sweeney here from the Clemson Tigers. Just like high schools across the upstate, Clemson fans love football. But one thing I love more than football is my family. That's why we talk to our three children about alcohol and other drugs. Alcohol is the leading cause of death among youth. But the truth is, most upstate youth aren't drinking or using drugs. Remind your teenagers that most teens choose to be healthy and drug-free. Talk to your teens about drugs and alcohol. They will listen. For more information, go to phoenixcenter.org. 
Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at SaltyFriesFRYES.com. Samuel Property Group is locally owned, proud to be part of the upstate community and putting their money where their mouth is. If you know someone moving a loved one into assisted living and struggling to sell their outdated home, or maybe you have a friend with a property wrapped up in probate, what about a vacant, dilapidated home in your neighborhood that needs sprucing up? Make a referral that turns into a deal, and when they close, you get a $1,000 referral fee. It's that easy. SamuelPropertyGroup.com. That's SamuelPropertyGroup.com. Hey foodies, we want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willie Taco. With five locations across the Upstate, our award-winning team has been serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now. And our chefs at Willie Taco utilize the freshest, most creative and unexpected ingredients in our kitchens. Come see why Southern Living and Food and Wine Magazine rave about our signature offerings, such as the Southern Tide, Crispy Avocado, and Nashville Hot Chicken Tacos, with flavors you won't find anywhere else. Willie Taco is ready to serve you our twist on funky, fresh fusion. It's the Willie Way. I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I was born and raised in Greenville, attended Clemson University, and graduated in 1981. I've had the pleasure and the honor of assisting people in the upstate who may have been injured on the job or in a car wreck or through some other hazardous condition and cherish the many relationships and friendships that I've had with the clients over the years. What we do is we try to help the client find a path forward. Contact us at davis.law. We'll be glad to talk to you and see how we can help. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with everything I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of dry AMD called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, colors appear dull or washed out. For others, hazy or blurred vision make it hard to see details, like fine print on price tags. Many have trouble seeing in the dark, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you think you have GA, don't wait. Treatments are available. Ask a retina specialist about FDA-approved treatments for GA and go to gawon'twait.com. Sports talk for people who love sports. Come on, there's no need to complicate things. It can't be forced. It should just come about effortlessly. We are the Roar, where every day is game day.
be clear about something. Will Clinton. I know everybody's all loving the uh, the fast car, and it's a great song. I know country music brought it back. You like all that. I know a lot of people talk about the Give Me One Reason, and that's great. But the great Tracy Chapman's best song is talking about revolution. And let's just be very, very clear about that. All right? <clears throat> Good stuff. Thank you for playing that. Upcountry Fiber, if you want to stream more Tracy Chapman songs and stream more. Uh, Mickey Potter shows or more Amplos.coms or baseball games this weekend in case you got basketball and things like today uh, with baseball and basketball maybe ending later and pregame show in, in basketball. You can do that with Upcountry Fiber, upcountryfiber.com. Get in touch with them. love to help you out. It's Upcountry Fiber. For a stronger connection, Anderson, Pickens, Oconee, Spartanburg, Greenville counties, no contracts, just the best internet. You're going to absolutely love it. It's Upcountry Fiber, upcountryfiber.com. I have three things in the segment. Tony Morell is going to join us at 805. We'll ask about the, the Gamecocks coaching search again. Man, you think about it. Shane Beamer's been through a lot. Just continue to replace coach after coach after coach after coach. And so we'll ask about the latest there in Columbia as far as that's coming up. That phone just doesn't stop ringing. <clears throat> Dang. Let's see what you did there. I want to talk some Clemson spring practice in this segment. Starting tomorrow, get a chance to go out and see the 14 true freshmen. Give you some thoughts on those guys. I have a Eric Backett's thought. Well, let me start out with Eric Backett's thought. A dear friend of mine, a learned doctor, texted this morning, and he said, Backett is easy to like. Cool dude. To which I sent back, cool is a great way to describe him. And then he, he says that I'm sending him oldest baseball camp. Seems like a kind of opposite of traditional high school jock coaching style. I agree with that. But, but I think that that is probably – because I talked about Dabo and Backers in the same elite stratosphere there. Dabo is is not the coolest guy in the world. He's a little goofy. You know? We can kid him about it. But, you know, he's got some little quirkiness to him. But, but, but that corny guy, right? But uh, principled and obviously elite and lovable because of the principled part of it. Uh extremely bright you get all that Backage is a little bit different Backage reminds me of my first experience with the west coast had a dear friend of mine that i worked with in the golf business and he was from oregon now this is down in hilton head i never really been around anybody from the west coast but this guy was as chilled and as laid back as from oregon man it's like as chilled as laid back and so it's like we'd have this big huge <coughs> blow up that happened at work. He's like, yeah, it's all right, man. It's cool. Take care of it. Yeah. He was just like this. He was just calm and cool and collected and like just laid back. And I don't think Eric Back is laid back all the time. I mean, obviously he's intense on his team and all this kind of stuff. But it reminds me of that a little bit. It's just like it's got a little cool factor about him. You know? It's like when he, when he walks out from the dugout, lineup card, or, you know, questioning a call. There's not a whole lot of of uh, he just kind of like just strolls out there and he's just kind of he answers a question he's kind of just cool about it looks cool acts cool right am I am I did I miss that at all no not at all um, cool. I remember this time last year because obviously we talked to him a couple times prior uh, to the first couple games this season but it it almost made me nervous how relaxed he was mm. because we came from Monty Lee who was a guy who would get jacked up all the time right 
And and I like Monty Lee now, to be fair, too. I like Monty, but still. Yeah, but different it, different personality. It, it it was concerning at first, and now it's one of these things that's just like, oh, thank goodness, like we have this attitude. Like we don't yeah. have to. There's nothing to it, you know. Th- he's not he's not hiding anything behind the way how he talks. He's like that one that way though, because he's comfortable in his own skin. And <clears throat> now, who wouldn't be? Guys, is cool. I've got buddies of mine that are that are quirky and that are weird and they're comfortable on skin being quirky and weird. Matter of fact, they make fun of themselves about it. They're just kind of quirky and weird. But the guy is just like cool. Like you'd really like you'd hang out with Eric Backage if he was just your neighbor and if you didn't coach baseball. Like if he was just your average old Joe next door guy, worked at the hardware store or something. Just a cool dude. And it kind of leads me to my other thought here. <clears throat> I, I have preached on the show for the longest time that I didn't like Mike Shashesky. I respected Mike Shashesky, but I didn't like Mike Shashesky, and I, I didn't like some things about him. With that said, I didn't think it was possible. But I think I like John Shire less. And I always hate this phrase because it's violent. I'm not a violent person, but guys, a punchable face. I never really understood, understood what the phrase is, but I don't like using that, that phrase. But there's just something about Shire that just makes you just want to like just deck him. I know Duke fans aren't going to like that. Carolina fans are going to like that. North Carolina fans are going to like that. What is it about Shire? <laughs> it's a whiny... Um, country club type kid. It's like I, he might have grown up poor. It's just like he's just like this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't put my finger on why John Shire has a punchable face. You think that Coach K for like a ten year span that was one of his um, one of the things he recruited on? Like, all right, this guy looks like you want it. like think about the other duke players who also oh, have yeah yeah that was Grayson like like Allen. yeah that's the sixth tool the five tools <laughs> even um uh jason williams yeah ball, uh, like, oh you gotta say this, ball handling skills check shooting check length check athleticism check defense check rim protection check uh punchable face check yeah for some reason the Wojciechowski's or whatever, the Hurleys, the Leitners, all the pasty white dudes. But not just that. There's something about Shire. Like, I watch him now. And I don't know if it's the quarter zip with the black pants and the sweatpants looking stuff. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I'm like, I need help on that one. We'll spend a whole segment on that one. Like, what, what is it about Shire that just makes me... Uh... Texas said, how you're describing Shire makes him perfect... For the epitome of Duke. Whiny, punchable face. Texted Grayson Allen two minis. Texted Ryan Day has a punchable face. I wouldn't want to punch Ryan Day, though. I don't want to touch his beard. I think it's too thick. Entitlement, the Duke way. So I'm getting some of that. I, I, don't, I need help as far as that goes. But I don't, I don't want to talk about punching people. I don't, I don't hit people. I'm not a. But something about Shire, man. Don't know what it is. Six five four roar. Allen is in Greenville. Good morning, Allen. How you doing? 
Emmett just driving up the highway here, and uh, man, I don't know. I golly, but I'm struggling with what you're talking about. I, I've always kind of liked Shire just because really? he was the antithesis of the other of the other Duke jerks, and going to the ACC tournament and sitting behind the bench many years ago, and hearing Coach K and some of the players f bomb the whole time out. And maybe he talks that way. I don't know. He probably does if he's hanging around Duke. But I don't know. I've just kind of always liked him when he was a player. Uh, maybe this force uh, uh, storming will change my opinion. I'll have to pay a little bit more attention yeah. to see what you're talking about. But I've kind of liked him more than some of the other Dukies. I'll have to admit it. He's probably a great dude. But maybe it's just the position. Like like the ticket lady that writes the parking tickets. She's She's great. But she writes me a parking ticket. I'm like, man, I can't stand that lady. I'm like, no, she's really a nice lady. She's just doing her job. Maybe it's at the Duke head coaching job. Like, I just can't like that person. Might explain it. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. And uh, speaking of that, what do you think Clemson's chances are? I heard you do the win game to, to make it into the four spot to get the double bye. I, I like I like it. We can go 4-0. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. You said Notre Dame's playing better. We tend to have one of those games, and we've yeah. had the Georgia Tech one earlier. Uh, but we've played decent. I mean, golly, bum, the NC State. The four one-point losses have been tough, but I still like our team. I really do. I really like our coach. Well, and, uh, I agree with that. So here's the thing. So you're, you're, The reason you like it is because they've got some experience and some talent. I was there Saturday night. Man, the ball looks good when Chase Hunter comes out of his hands now and, and what Gerard does, and, and they did it without P.J. And so – this team's got so much potential, and this team could do so many great things, and that's why I think that fourth seed is so important. And But but looking at it now coming down the stretch the last two weeks, because of how good Wake Forest is playing, I think you got to go 4-0 to get the fourth spot. I, I think Wake Forest can – because they've got the, a game lead on here. I don't think Wake Forest is going 2-2. Two and two, And a head-to-head, the tiebreaker, they would get it. So I think you got to go to Winston-Salem and win now. Yeah, I tell you, and you know, uh, Wake Forest has B.J. Mackey, the former Gamecock, is one of their assistants, yeah. and I was watching him at a home game last year. He really gets fired up. And last thing, I don't know if you guys have talked about it, uh, Brownell will definitely have to pull his uh, portal magic because you think about all the guys that leave this year, yeah. it's going to be a thin team as it stands now, so we'll see. It, it'll be a whole, almost a whole new team in many ways. And, and on top of this, think about this, Alan, he's got to hang on to some of his guys because I know that – Godfrey and, and um, some of the guys, Shefflin, some of these guys, they'll be they'll be coming after them hard in the, in the tampering. You know, um, th- those guys will get, get tampered with pretty good too. So, got to hang on to those guys and go get some some uh, transfer portal guys. So, going to be an interesting team next year for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Enjoy the show. Appreciate it, guys. I do too, Alan. Always good to hear from you, man. Thanks an awful lot. So, I'll, I'll ask you, man, why is that – why is Shire so – I don't know. Genetics. Maybe, Maybe it's, it's, it's just the Duke position. I don't know. All right, Tony Morell joins us. We're going to talk about South Carolina coaching search at wide receiver. What's that list look like when you come back? Hour number three right after this.